Beer Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's Cooley from the Red Beard Podcast, and you're listening to the Red Beard Podcast. <laughs> what up? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> Chilling, man. Yo, it's me and Tony, and we're remote, and we're looking at each other through FaceTime, and we're recording, and it's like this crazy shit that we don't really... Uh, you know ever do too often but anyway we're trying to make it work so that we can actually get a fucking episode out there because it's been so long dude it's been like two months man i'm not even gonna even make excuses i mean like i got lazy i'm busy like whatever i mean it's just it's you know the kid thing caught up with me but and that's an excuse but dude i i have i just wanted to let everybody know that we are going to be recording twice a month and we're going to release, uh, this episode is going to be released on Friday, which you're listening to right now. And then going forward, it's going to be every other Monday. So uh, things are going to change a little bit. But guys, we're not going anywhere. We're here. We are officially, officially back <laughs> for the second time. <laughs> Even our last episode was called We're Back <laughs> yeah. for a week. <laughs> no, but we're really back this time for real. <laughs> so, oh, man. So Yo, what's new, been, bro? Dude, <laughs> it's been so long that there's been so much stuff that's happened and yeah. so many things that have come out that we've seen and and uh, you know, it's just been it's been a real exciting time to be a nerd. Uh hell yeah. I mean, like seriously, like I I I like just I'm overwhelmed with excitement over all the shit that we've seen. Um first starting off with uh the release of Disney Plus, we didn't really talk after talking about Disney Plus. True, as far as true. I know, we didn't. We didn't no, have an episode didn't. about the Mandalorian, right? We have not. Yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian is fucking. It's amazing, dude. I the Mandalorian is not something I originally set out to watch because I was like, you know, all right, whatever. Like, I'm not like a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Like a lot of people, I love Star Wars, but. You talked about it. I watched the first episode, and I was in after that. Um, it's badass, man. John Favreau's killing it. Yeah, and like the coolest thing about it is like it actually like digs right into the roots of you know Star Wars as far as like it being like this like space western, um, mm-hmm. and it like like the soundtrack, the the score. Uh, everything it doesn't like rely on like john williams or like you know that nostalgia aspect of it um it actually tries to stand on its own two feet and um you know they get up and running pretty quick and it doesn't stop and it's like fast paced and there's like some questionable shit that happens like that you know i always what do you like, mean every, no like every episode i'm always like dude what the fuck are you doing with this kid um like you mean where he like jumps with him and you're like that's not good for the child yeah it's like what are you doing like i've seen i've seen i've seen him like drop the kid on the floor and like like i'm surprised he didn't start kicking it around like fucking to get it out the way like like there are certain things that he does that it seems like um it seems like oh he's trying to do this to protect the kid but at the same time it's real fucking careless (laughs) you know and maybe that maybe that's I mean, like, maybe that's the, the point. Maybe that's the point, like, that, you know, his character's not, you know, suited to take care of a kid. Right, and right. So they, but then again, so I mean, like, up, he's... But, but but then again, I mean, like, you know, this species of creature has, you know, moved things with its mind, so he might not be that worried about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might be more powerful than he thinks, but also uh, something to be very careful with. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, it's a kid. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, don't it's, care, I don't care what what kind of kid it is like baby thanos or whatever the fuck like <laughs> you don't want to like drop it you know <laughs> on its head yeah you know no i i hear you i mean it's just uh it's it's nuts i mean it's it's crazy it's just uh it's it's a really good show though man i mean i the one thing that's kind of gotten a little annoying all over social media is the whole like, oh, it's Baby Yoda. Like, it's not Baby Yoda. It's the Yoda species. It's not Baby Yoda. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's the so, child. Yeah, it's the child. So and people just like don't want to accept that and they haven't necessarily watched the show. But I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I like 
learning all about for me like you know the mandalorians and and how you know they get they keep upgrading their armor and mm-hmm. you know like they attach like symbols to their honor their their armor which mean like different things like honor and stuff like that so i i found that stuff very interesting i felt like i was playing a video game where it's like you know like you go into the shop and you you know, you drop so many coins and like they upgrade your armor. I was like, oh, this yeah. is badass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was playing a video game, but it was, yeah, dude, it was the, dope. The, um, there's a lot of like cameos in this shit too. Like, a lot of like other actors that you wouldn't expect to see in Star Wars. Like, yeah. Carl Weathers, man. Like, that shit's uh, like, he's not just a cameo, he's actually a major like character in the show. I didn't expect. I didn't think Carl Weathers was actually going to be um, as big of a, a a character as he was. You know what I mean? Like he's actually doing. Uh, he's he's doing really well, man. He's coming back to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con uh, this coming year too, which is surprising because he's such a big character in The Mandalorian. Yeah, but but he's coming back, man. Um, Dude, like Carl Weathers, you had Nick Nolte. Um, Dude, I did not know that that was actually Nick Nolte until somebody pointed it out. I'm like, oh, that's why he has like the weirdest voice ever. <laughs> yeah, and Nick Nolte. Dude, um, dude freaking. Uh, oh, Bill Burr, dude. That was like, I I completely forgot he was in it. And then I saw him, and that was like, a, that was game changer for me. And then uh, you got freaking uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who pays Moff. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, like, I, I had no idea he was in it until I actually saw him and, like, his picture was, like, the preview for the episode. I was like, oh, shit, because he's such a good villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was good to see him. They, yeah, it's this all-star cast, man. They're killing it right now. So. Gina Carano? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh. dude. I mean, I, dude, she's great. I, I, I actually... There's a lot of people that give her shit or whatever, like... what? But fuck it. I mean, like, she's... She's basically like a uh, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type of actor. Like she's not gonna deliver a fucking fantastic performance and shit, but she's like she's she's like a action star. Like that's what she that's what she does. She's like you know. I mean, built. dude, she's, she was she was in Deadpool too. I mean, like I'm not gonna. I don't have any. I do not have an issue, dude. And honestly, in my opinion, she's not hard to look at either. <laughs> so yeah, you know, what I mean, like I'm not. I mean, I'm she's not, a li- no she's a little beefy, but you know. Yeah, but there's something about that, man. There's something about that. I mean, like I'm not necessarily like into that, but there's something sexy about her. Not gonna lie, man. You know, like she she knows how to yeah, throw like down. <laughs> yeah, like she's just gonna be like, get the fuck on the bed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> be like, all right. Fuck you think word. this is. You think you're doing the fucking? <laughs> nah, word. <laughs> so, no, man. I mean, geez, it's it's it was a really good season, man. And I have to give serious props again to to John Favreau, man, for just dude, just pulling out something else that is just a a really has a really high success rate. I mean, he's given the fans what they want. You know, he's really delivering and he's the guy who reinvented the Marvel franchise with Iron Man, you know, right, right. He's responsible for the resurgence of RDJ's career. So, I mean, this guy is someone that I don't, I don't think anybody really saw him coming, you know, but over the past 10 years, I mean, John Favreau is blowing up, dude, he's doing really well. And he's got that show on Netflix. I forgot what it's called. Where he's like, what is it? Like the cooking show? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's, well, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure his. I'm sure his wife saw him coming. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> At least a couple times. Like. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Get on the bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, shit, man. But, so, uh, so like. I'm, I, I was going to ask, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer already. Uh, and it's probably no. Like, there, there's a a Star Wars animation called Clone Wars and another one called Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, like, CGI-based cartoons that you can actually stream on Disney Plus now. But, like, they were on, I don't even know, I think Disney XD 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think it was Disney XD for a while. But I watched those two shows, and um, the blade that Moff Gideon has at the end, where he cuts himself out of the the uh, the wreckage of his ship. I thought that was a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That light that lightsaber is actually called the dark saber. Um, okay. And that's a it's actually the weapon of a of a Mandalorian Jedi. Oh shit. And that weapon was um was a key part of a bunch of episodes in Clone Wars and Rebels. And basically like whoever like if you're a Mandalorian or whatever, whoever holds the the dark saber is basically the the ruler of of Mandalore, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's it's a big deal that he actually has that weapon. Well, it's interesting because I feel like you are probably one of the few considering the amount of people who have watched the Mandalorian that would actually know that. Mm. There's a there's a lot of people that knew it, but yeah, I'm one of the few people that you know <laughs> that actually know. Yeah, that. okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, I'll take but the that. internet the internet knew it because <laughs> um, oh, i looked right. it up i looked it up and like immediately found like a ton of articles like whoa holy shit the dark saber yeah. and it was uh, it was basically on nbc news but i didn't know it <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great um so yeah. that was a that was an awesome scene um to me and like if you are into like Mandalore, you said you were like getting into like you know the lore of yeah. the uh, the Mandalorian race or or whatever. Um, there are some key episodes that I could put you onto for Clone Wars and Rebels that would uh, give you a little bit more insight as to like you know how they how that race of people behaved. Um, and yeah, man, that'd be dope. I mean, because I, I found that I found that super interesting. I mean, like I always like finding out like the backstory of stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, yo, speaking of, uh, you know, backstories and origin stories, I know that, um, you and I had kind of talked about this, uh, a couple days ago that the fact that we both had the time to sit down and watch Joker, uh, which, oh, yeah. uh, which I, dude, I told you right away that I saw Joker and I was a huge fan of it. Um, and I was, um, I don't want to speak too soon, but you said that you loved it. Uh, so before I oh, say yeah. anything, before I say anything, like, tell me a little bit about it, man. Like, what, what did you love? Like, what, just tell me your thoughts. Like, I'm so excited to hear what you thought about this, dude. So well, I mean, from what was, I hear, it was positive. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, it, it was like literally the antithesis of what you would expect from a DC movie. Right. Um, they didn't, they didn't approach it as like, you know, like, I, I highly, I know that they knew the name Joker and possibly Joaquin Phoenix and, you know, De Niro was in it and shit like that. I think they knew like, Hey, this is going to generate some money. Right. But I don't Mm -hmm. think that the whole point of making this movie was to, to make money. Like obviously the point of making any movie is to make some money like for a studio, but for the director, and for the people involved in writing this and for the actors and the people that all came together to make this thing, I think I really felt like watching this movie, they felt like they were making art. Um, and, yeah. they, and they did it and they did it for more reasons than what they did. Uh, you know, Dawn of Justice, you know what I mean? Like, like that shit was just like, ah, oh, let's just throw as much shit on the screen as we can and make money. Um Mm-hmm. Like Marvel did it, we can do it. Let's do it, right? And like, none of this shit made sense. It, you know, the acting was like, you know, okay. It was just like, you know, read these lines and fucking throw these punches and mm-hmm. uh, shoot these people and throw your batarang and flip around. They're not even really flipping around because it was that was all CGI. Um, right. But but this movie had none of that. This movie was had had character. This movie had heart. Which is weird because, like, you wouldn't really like. It's a movie about a psychopathic killer, mm-hmm. right? But 
it had heart. <laughs> like I, you know, you know, you know, it's funny, man. So I, I know that you're not into award shows, but like I watch them because I love them. And uh, obviously, Joaquin Phoenix won the Golden Globe for you know Joker, and he won the Critics Choice Award. And he said something really interesting um, in the Critics Choice Award speech that he gave, and I have the quote right here. He basically said, um, "Scott Silver and Todd Phillips, you checked us." You took a comic book character and used it to talk about childhood trauma, gun violence, isolation, and mental health. And instead of inciting violence, you invited the audience in to see what it feels like when you're one of the forgotten. And I thought that was like the coolest fucking way to actually present that. Like, you know, or mm-hmm. to basically like, you know, to describe the movie. Because like, dude, if you were to watch this movie and it wasn't called Joker, it would literally be about like a person that suffers from mental illness illness, and had like some kind of childhood trauma that like fucked him up, you know? And like, so when you take that aspect out of it, take like the whole DC like Joker like aspect out of it, you know, like it, that movie can kind of stand alone in its sense, which I thought was really cool. But then when right. you actually bring in the Joker aspect, it explains everything about him. As to why he's actually nuts. Like, he's not nuts necessarily just because he's nuts. He's had, like, some really, like, fucked up shit happen in his childhood. And there was some trauma with with this version of the story. You know what I mean? And that's why he's crazy. And he laughs because, you know, it's actually, uh, like, a a mental disorder. You know what I mean? He's not laughing Mm -hmm. because he actually thinks it's funny. It's because it's... It's actually a real disorder. And I thought that was actually, that was, that was interesting because like you always wonder like, why is the Joker laughing at this? It's not funny. It's because he, it's literally a problem, (laughs) you know? And I thought that was a cool way to approach it. Yeah. And like, so, so I'm, I'm (laughs) look, we haven't watched this shit until recently because, well, I can only speak for myself. My, my outlook is like, fuck DC and, their movies are trash and right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go see it no matter what hype it was getting. And then like, I wanted to go see it, but I wasn't going out of my way to go see it. Yeah. And then eventually it wasn't in theaters anymore. And then I was waiting for it to come out and it finally came out and I finally got a, you know, I rented it and, uh, and watched it. Right. Like, so the reason why it's taken so long to talk about this is for that reason only. Which brings me to my next point, and the reason why I said that is I'm going to spoil the shit out of this because, like, everybody that's listening to this podcast has most likely seen this movie already. Yeah. So I honestly, like, I'm going to... Dude, we've never held back. Just let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And say shit that is going to fucking spoil shit. So stop listening. I'm giving you enough fucking time. And I'm going now. So listen. Go. Like the the shit that the shit that I loved was Zazie beats his character. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Was it like Sophie or some shit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yo, her character, like throughout the movie, I'm watching like how she interacts with him, and I'm saying to myself, "Yo, she's fucking crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like." Like he's in, mm. he's in, especially like his little stand up performance. Like he goes out and he does stand up and he's like, he's laughing and like he can't stop laughing and he can't like get the joke out. And it looks to, it looks like a train wreck to me. You know but how uncomfortable looks- that was for me to watch? <laughs> I was so <laughs> uncomfortable, bro. Well, yeah, you, you've been there, man. You know what it's like to be on stage. Uh, I've bombed before and I've done really well and it's so <laughs> awkward. Um, <laughs> so. But, but the shit, like, that got me was like he looks over at her and she's like enjoying the show and i'm like what yeah <laughs> what the fuck and then like like little things like he just like walks into her house and just starts kissing her and i'm like yo she does not look like the type that's gonna be like oh yeah just come in my house and shove your tongue down my throat like she's got like a kid and yeah. all that shit and i'm and i'm like yo this is like so her behavior is so bizarre and then later <laughs> When you find out that she's not real, like she's not really there in those scenes, and this is all in his fucking head, yeah, I was just like, wow, 
that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking. Oh, and the and the uh, the little person. Yep. Gary. Yeah. That scene where he's like, he tells him like, you know, oh no, you can you can go. Yeah, he's like, can you open the door? <laughs> but then the shit's nothing. I'm so, as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that, Court and I were like, yo, but the door's locked. He's not gonna be able to get out. And you then, know like, what's I'm, funny? You know what's funny was, when that happened? Literally, like me and Court, me and uh, me Court, me and uh, me and Becca were like. Yo, he's dead. <laughs> but like, I'm like, yeah. yo, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't kill him. And he let him go. I was like, all right, that's cool because he literally is the only one who like treated him like a person. You know. I did not think that he was letting him go. Yeah. And then yeah, he kissed yeah. him on the forehead, <laughs> which was <laughs> which was mad funny. It like everything, yo. Joaquin Phoenix rocked that shit. That's all I gotta oh. say. Like he 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 killed that shit. Um, like killed just it. when you think. Just when you think that nobody can do it better, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, he always brings something new to the performance, and I, th- I think, you know, we had talked about him being cast as the Joker like a long time ago, and we were both like, man, like, he's so odd that I think he might actually be able to pull it off and do like a really good job, and like he kind of delivered on that, man, and I think, um, you know, he just. He, He's one of those guys that when you watch him give a speech at any type of award show, I don't rem- see. Here's the thing: I don't remember him being as awkward as he is now. Like when he did, like you know, Gladiator, he was very outspoken. He was very articulate, and I feel like over the years he's gotten more and more weird. Like he did like that show that that movie where he played like. It basically was supposed to be really him, but it was like a documentary, you know, about like how like social media can kind of like control all the way people think. And it, he was basically yeah. saying he was giving up acting to be a rapper. But it's like he's so odd, man. He makes these speeches where you see him and it's awkward to watch him give a speech because he's just so weird, you know. But that's the type of person that I knew would be able to bring something different to the character. He lost all this weight. You know what I mean? If you see him now, he's gained like at least like 50, 60 pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but you got to think about it. You got to think about this too. Like the more, the more successful you become in Hollywood and the more you are seen as like this, uh, this artistic, um, you know, actor type, the more access you have to really good fucking drugs. Yeah, dude, I don't know if he's on drugs, though, because he's basically on a fully plant-based diet. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, I know uh, what kind of plants, too. Yeah, I mean, that might be... I mean, he might have been high as shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Guaranteed. I don't yeah. know what strains, but I, it's definitely... You know, it's, yeah. your, boy, your boy is definitely on a plant-based diet, for sure. <laughs> That was actually really good. Uh, uh, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I, I will say, though, I mean, like, Joker, he killed it. How did you feel about the whole, um, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed by, like, another clown? Did you like that? Or did you like that it wasn't actually him? Well, yeah, because, like, it's not actually the Joker. I mean, I know, like, I know that Tim Burton basically set the world up to believe that the Joker was the criminal that killed Batman's parents. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. And and that's that's just, you know, the 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 story in the comics. Uh, you know, there was a a guy and I don't I don't I honestly you know, I don't think that he was ever caught. Mhm. Not by Batman at least. Um, don't quote me on that. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm going with my gut here and I'm pretty sure that his, the killer was never caught. Um, right, right. Or if he was, it was very late in the game. It, like it was much later, uh, where he may have even been like an old man or something like that at the time. But, yeah. but the, uh, the movie, the thing that got me about the parents was like the insinuation that, you know, Thomas Wayne was possibly his father yeah that was interesting 
Yeah. And and I like it kind that kind of jumped the shark for me. But the thing about the Joker, the movie, right? Like I I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not a purist like that, man. Like I. I can watch something and I can enjoy it for what it is. And if you fuck something up, great. As long as the story's good. And I've said this so many fucking times, it's all about the story, right? Right. If you get the story right and and it makes sense within the story that you're telling, then I'm all for it. I don't care what you do with the character. You could, you could I don't know, fucking Batman could have been like Hispanic and uh, female and maybe yeah, yeah, it doesn't half, it doesn't matter like as long 12 as years old like good. i don't like if it makes sense in the story great uh right. and in this story everything made sense and it was the story of the joker it wasn't necessarily the story of batman and mm-hmm. bruce you got to see little bruce wayne in this story and uh the joker interacted with him and that was interesting it was it was cool like i really liked seeing him interact with like the kids because he seemed so innocent with them Right. And then like adults always come and fuck everything up and and it's it's weird because like we all know where the Joker is going. We all know where this character ends up and who he is and how psychotic he is. Um and uh another interesting thing about it was like the whole situation with the medicine. You know, like for a while he's taking his medicine and he's like he's like okay, like he's a, a functioning member of society and can right. you know, do his thing and like the minute that that all got pulled from him because it did get pulled from him by the state like they closed down his his resource um and they didn't really give a fuck about getting him in touch with somebody else and when that happened he lost all interest in trying to care for himself because nobody else had interest in in caring for him so he said fuck it and then as he let that medicine as as he got rid of the medicine and stopped taking the medicine you start seeing the decline and it was brilliant. It was just like just like you said in uh, his speech, his acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. You know, he shines a light on this shit in a way that, you know, I don't think would be possible if it was about anybody else. Right. So you took I, I, you took a comic book and you made it into something that was relevant and and poignant and powerful, uh, and not only tells a story but teaches a lesson to the people that are watching it. And it's funny, too, because you look at um, all the, you know, the the bullshit that actually happened in the media before the movie was released about like, oh, my God, this couldn't like, you know, inspire like another mass shooting. It's like when you see the movie, that's basically not at all what, you know, like it, it basically... Well, come on. I mean, like, really, like it could. It could. (laughs) Like, I'm watching this shit and it really could have. I mean, like, especially that final scene where it's like, you get what you deserve. Like, I can totally see some psychotic bastard. Oh, no, 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 no. I I, I totally I totally understand that. But I don't think that I don't think going to like I think after somebody sees the movie, you know, like, okay, yeah, it could present an idea. But I don't feel like the Joker movie itself, you know, was going to trigger something like that. So I think that. I, you know, just because the Joker came out and he's a psychotic character, like, you know what I mean? And I think that they, the fact that they heightened security was like a smart thing. Um, Mm. But I will tell you though, man, like I did not necessarily see that coming. I had, nope, nope. I I literally thought he was going to blow his own head off. Yeah. And then when, and then when he shot De Niro, I literally was on the couch watching that with Becca and I went, Oh shit. Like I just didn't see it happening. You know what I mean? It was great misdirection, man. Great misdirection by the director and and the the writers uh, because they, that's how he foreshadowed it. I mean, like he was practicing and he tells his joke, knock, knock, who's there? And he puts the gun under his chin and he does it several times. So that's what you think is going to happen. They, they guide you to believe that. And then they pull the rug out from under you. And all of a sudden now he's, he's fully transformed into the Joker and, and, then he shoots him like three more times, and then oh, the best. I, you know what's funny too? I I loved. I feel like he was most comfortable when he was the Joker. Like he as dude as soon as he walked out the train after you know the the rest of the people dressed as you know clowns grabbed those cops and kind of took them down, and he walked out. That was the switch in the movie for me. Where you mm-hmm. saw like the confident walk, 
you saw him smoking the cigarette. You're like, okay, dude, like now he's actually a 180. Now he is the Joker because he goes on set. He literally tells his joke. He calls out De Niro's character. He's very, very articulate, you know, like more articulate than he's been the entire movie. And then he just blows his head off. I was like, this is, this is what's up. Like, this is awesome. You know, and that it Mm -hmm. was just such a powerful, powerful speech too. like, oh, you brought me on here to make fun of me. You didn't bring me out here to actually ask me questions, you know, like, and I love that he called them out on that because that's basically what talk shows do now. They'll bring somebody on, you know, to make fun of them because it's ratings, not not knowing that, like, this might actually fuck somebody up from the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really cool that they kind of brought that to light, too. So I liked I liked how, uh, you know, at the end, like he used like the blood coming from his mouth to make his little red smile. Oh, that was so good. So good. It was great. Great. I, I I think the movie was. I I actually uh, bought the movie. It was on New Year's Eve. We watched it, and uh, we decided obviously to stay home, you know, because of the baby. And I was like, you know what? I was like, it's not available to rent yet, but it's twenty bucks. I was like, let's just buy it because, you know, it's less money than we would have spent if we had, if we would have actually went out tonight, you know. And Don had watched it, and he told me he was like, I bought it, dude. It's worth owning. So I ended up just biting the bullet and i'm glad i did man it was awesome mm-hmm. so totally worth it um, i uh another movie dude that what are you gonna say because i was gonna bring up this other one that you gotta see but go for it what are you gonna say i, I was i was gonna bring it back to uh to star wars episode nine because i know you said you saw that one i know no, let's, let's go that route man let's talk about star wars yeah all right uh all right, yeah yo uh and what was the movie you were gonna bring up real quick uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let's talk about that on the next episode. I'll watch it between. All right, all right, all right. Good, watch it, man. Because that way, that way, we can have a full conversation about it. Yeah, and I do not want to spoil that, dude, because the ending is so Quentin Tarantino, dude. It is awesome. So you gotta uh, see it. But dude, Star Wars Episode Nine, man. Uh, I went into that movie with big expectations. Yeah. Um, I wanted answers. I wanted, I wanted to see things happen that were promised, and mm-hmm. I feel like it was delivered. I do. I I did have a couple of, you know, minor issues with it, but I felt like J.J. Abrams did a great job with what he was working with uh, and what he was left with from, uh, you know, the Last Jedi. And uh, you know, what do you think? What do I think? Um, man, I went into this movie just kind of like, I got to see Star Wars because it's out. Um, you know, and I've seen pretty much every Star Wars in theater since I've seen all of them. So Mm -hmm. I, I went and I was like, all right, this is going to close it out. Um, I thought the movie overall was very good. I thought there were some some things I didn't expect. There were some things I didn't necessarily like, um, but there was some stuff that I loved. I mean, overall, I'm I'm very easy to please. Um, I thought, you know, the, the I liked the storyline. I thought that some things were, but I think I think that the there were some things out of that movie that just could have been cut. You know, like it was there was it was just some of it was kind of drawn out, you know what I mean? Like, all right, let's get to the point, you know, like the whole Kylo Ren, you know, you know, Rhea thing. It was just like, all right, let's, let's figure it out. Like, where are we? You know what I mean? And you fit, you basically start to get to that point at the end, you know, where, okay, cool. Um, you know, I didn't expect, I didn't expect Kylo Ren to actually die at the end of the movie. I thought that was, I thought he was dead. Then he came back (laughs) and then he died again. I was like, (laughs) all right, it's like, cool. You know, but that was the only way that she was going to survive. Um, I, it was weird because there was like this brother sister relationship, but it was also like, it could have been like this love story at the same time. So, I feel like that was a little odd to me. Um, I I did not expect to see Harrison Ford, and that was a really cool moment. 
Um, and I honestly feel like if um, Carrie Fisher was still alive, that was going to be her moment. Um, mm-hmm. But she's dead, so they had Harrison Ford actually kind of fill that in, which in my opinion worked better than if it would have been Carrie Fisher. I think Harrison Ford taking that moment with him as his father was more powerful to me than what would have been a moment by with Carrie Fisher. I, I, I with princess Leia in, in my opinion, I think, you know, the fact that he killed his own father and then his father is the one to actually kind of convince him to do the right thing. Was, well, that, that was memory, like that memory. Yeah. Was, was triggered by Leia though. Right, but I think having like when him, she, when she laid down and she like reached out to him, like that was her. That's what she was doing. Was she was giving him that memory? Like she was bringing that to the forefront. Um, that's my understanding, anyway. Um, yeah. So, like, I think I think it was a great. Uh, I think it was a great moment for both Leia and Han. Um, at the same time, the. I mean, Kylo Ren's redemption though was like my favorite shit. Mm. Yeah, him kind like of coming he, back. Yeah, like when he showed up and she gives him the lightsaber. Like that, I th- I also think that that's like one of the coolest force powers like ever to like hand be able to hand shit back and forth or whatever or like you know a, across space and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like kind of like this like force teleportation or whatever. It was that's fucking dope, man. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you know, she hands that she hands that lightsaber to him through the force, and when he grabs it, and like like probably I in my in my honest opinion, it was one of the coolest moments in pretty much all of the movies that I've ever seen. When he he gets the lightsaber, and like these uh, knights of Ren are surrounding him, and he just gives this little like cocky little like uh, shoulder shrug. And like, you know, cocks his head to the side a little bit and he's just like, all right, let's go. We're going to fucking do this. And then he just starts like laying into him. And it was just it was a super cool moment. And like, I almost cheered, like I almost like got up and cheered. But like, I don't do that shit because I'm too cool for it. Um, Yeah, yeah, totally. What? (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, like I felt like I wanted to cheer at that moment. And I was it was uh, it was just a very nice uh, way to bring him back. But the sad thing is, is they killed him directly after, and it was like, yeah, dude, they like did. You just made it. You just made him into one of the coolest characters in Star Wars, and then you took him away, right? Like, and that and that was weird to me. Right, right. I mean, I think I agree with you. I think the you know the way he kind of went out was like uh, I I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but I mean I understand why it kind of had to be done within the storyline. I think one of my one of the coolest moments in the entire movie for me was how they took out the emperor. I thought his death was pretty fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that there's a couple of people that I heard, you know, at work and a couple of the people who have kind of talked about it and said that they thought that that was kind of weak. But for me, it's like, I mean, yeah, there are probably like a couple other ways that he probably could have gone out. But I mean, like I thought, you know, you know, and I have I have the power of, of all the Jedi. And I thought that that was just like, that's how it should go down. You know, it's always yeah. been, you know, the, the Jedi against the dark side. You know, it was always going right. to overpower that. And I thought that that was fucking awesome. Look, I, I didn't hate it, man. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate the Emperor being back and all that. But I got to tell you, man, I don't know. Look, I don't know how much you follow this shit after the fact, but. Um, apparently there's a, a script floating around out there that was for Colin Trevorrow's version of the movie, because he was actually the original director that they tapped to, to film this. Mm. Um, so before JJ Abrams came back on board, Colin Trevorrow was going to be the guy, you know, taking care of star Wars episode nine and his treatment, his script, uh, dude, like it didn't have the emperor as the bad guy like kylo ren was the bad guy all the way through to the end and while i just said that it was one of the coolest scenes to me to see him like when he was redeemed and he was like this badass jedi and whatnot um 
like the idea of the emperor coming back like out of nowhere after how many fucking years and like oh all the shit that we just saw was all because of him but like we there was no hint that he was still around like all the all that time like it's cool and shit and it was very uh it was interesting to me that they brought back like you know one of those like all-time great villains and like he's the one that closes it out and shit but it kind of it kind of made kylo ren like less of a fucking like villain to me you know what i mean yeah like at that point at that point everything that happened was like this like fucking carefully played out chess piece or game by the emperor and it's like what the fuck does what's the whole point of kylo ren what's the whole point of all these fucking guys if the like if the emperor is sitting there and he's alive right but he's got like all of those sith pe like those weird sith people that didn't have faces and shit like those guys like he has like if it looked like it was like a fucking enough to be an army of them right and if the sith are all force sensitive people and then you have like this like uh the final order fleet of star destroyers and all this shit that can destroy planets what the fuck do you need kylo ren and fucking uh clones of uh supreme leader snoke and all this other bullshit that you're fucking doing just fucking launch your fleet and go fucking kill everything yeah yeah that's true i mean like there there was so it it was such a to me it was such a um an unbalanced cop out yeah uh thing and it and it and the more I think about it, the more I feel like they were just forcing nostalgia on everybody and making them go, oh, shit, it's the Emperor. I remember the Emperor. This is fucking great. I love this shit. This is awesome. <laughs> and and uh, they're not really th- people aren't really thinking about, like, you know, the reasons why they're, they're shoving that shit in your face. And I'm not dogging the movie because I enjoyed it and it served its purpose and it did what it was supposed to do. And it wrapped up a whole lot of shit. Um but at the same time, I think if you if you go in online and you look at and you look up the uh, it, it was called his version of it was called Duel of the Fates. OK. Uh, Star Wars Duel of the Fates. And and you're not going to I don't think you'll be able to find his script because I don't think it's going to be like available to read. But there are a lot of uh, like Reddit um, subreddits and shit like that. And uh, and posts out there that actually in articles from different magazines and shit like that that break down everything that's in the script um Mm -hmm. you know and and it's honestly i'm glad that you can just read a summary of it because i don't really like reading full scripts of shit uh because that shit can be boring to me anyway but Mm -hmm. but the uh the basic plot and all the shit that he had lined out or lined up for the movie um if he got a chance to you know actually do that version i think it probably would have been uh pretty good there were problems with that script too but if you took that and you and you mashed it up with what jj abrams gave you they i think that would have been a, a fucking 100 bona fide hit and, and it would have pleased everybody yeah it's it that's that's a tough one man i mean it's, it's definitely Star Wars is tough, man, because it's one of those things that people hold so close to their hearts that it's tough to get it perfectly right, man. But I mean, that might have been mm-hmm. a way. So, but I, I also I have look. I've also come to terms, uh, and a lot of people out there they have to come to terms with the fact that this shit is not meant for us. This shit is meant for kids. Uh, it's meant for children. Everybody expects it to be this this you know fucking piece of adult film and it's not mm-hmm. it's not right. it's not meant for us it's not meant to make perfect sense it's not meant to you know fucking make you think or whatever it's just a story about morals man and and, and light and dark good and evil uh you know just fucking laser swords and and fucking blaster bolts and shit the force that that's yeah. what it is it, it's 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 made for to to sell toys and to get people uh, using their imaginations and and make kids happy, and I think it's doing just that. Just that, for, yeah, it for really kids is. everywhere. Uh, even though some of the bigger kids in the world 
are going to complain about every little fucking thing that happens in the Star Wars universe. Um, so anyway, that's my rant. Uh, yeah, so. man. <laughs> so with that being said, um, I think um, I think what we should do to kind of close out this episode, man, is uh, do an old-fashioned uh, game of Would You Rather. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right, man. So I got a, I got I got three good ones. Uh, these were sent over by a friend because uh, I asked for some good would you rather, and she uh, she sent me over some. So here we go. Would you rather die by a zombie attack or a shark attack? <laughs> the look on your face is priceless, bro. Bro. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, yo, somebody had to fucking send you this? Like, <laughs> no, no, I was, of course, bro. No, no, there's good ones. There's good right, ones, man. Right, okay. No, right, no, because right. I'm like, uh, because like, you know, you attack go, or a shark attack. Um, yeah, dude. No, these are, these are three that make you think, man. Trust me. Look, so. Because you're going down either way, bro. You're going down yeah, either way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would I rather die by a zombie attack or a shark attack like if it, like there's no there's no surviving either one right like I, no. i'm gonna die uh yeah. if i'm gonna die then fuck it zombie right like because at least at that point like it's fucking something cool and different like <laughs> it's like, something cool bro <laughs> it's so cool you want different like so you want like dead skeleton people to fucking eat you alive <laughs> like I, I mean like dude like come on like would you rather do that or like I, honestly i i i'd ra- i i hate i hate the ocean yeah right so i probably wouldn't be in that situation anyway but even if i like if for some reason i'm floating in the ocean somewhere yeah uh, it, it, like i honestly i don't know like a shark i, I wouldn't be into it like <laughs> <at laughs> i least, wouldn't be into it <laughs> at least zombies yeah. like i fit i would feel like i would have like a chance because they're like slow and mindless and you know, I'd be like swinging around and fucking trying to be like. You know what I think? It's funny. And... I like how you said like, "Yo, I'd be in the middle of the ocean. I'd see a shark come, and be like, yo, 'Yo, I'm not into it.'" But like, then you see like zombies coming. You're like, "I, I'm into it." Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I'd be like, "I'd be like, fuck it. I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers because they're already dead and slow and dumb, and I just gotta whack them in the head a couple times, and, they, and I'm good." Yeah, man. Even though you and definitely then, die and then in I this get situation. over. And then I get overrun and killed or whatever because that's the way that the question is posed. Yeah, man. In real life, I'd survive that shit because, you know. Yeah, man. Because I watch watch movies. Yeah, man. I think I definitely am with you on that, dude. I can't do a shark attack. Uh, I'd rather fucking kill myself with a fucking spoon before a shark attack happened. I I can't deal with that shit, dude. That's one of my huge fears. I hate it. Uh, so I would say zombie attack. Um, all right. Would you rather have a two-inch penis or man boobs? <laughs> man boobs. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, man. I mean, yeah, because I mean. because if you if you have man boobs, at least like. Anything bigger than a two-inch penis is going to work in your favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give myself a boob job. <laughs> give myself a boob job. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do that with a two-incher. So. No, that's very true, man. There's no adjusting that. Um, all right, man. And then uh, this one is going to really drive you fucking crazy because I know you well. All right. So. <laughs> So you know how like we asked uh, Ren back in the day, like wh- what could she do? Could she do without food or sex since she had a mental breakdown? I feel like this is actually that equivalent of the question for you. So, would you rather live without music or TV? <laughs> I know that's messing with you so bad right now. <laughs> uh, music. Really? That quickly? Well, because yeah, you can hear. Uh, I know why. Because you can hear music in TV. Correct. Ah, uh, all right. 
All right, cool, man. That yeah, because there's no such there is zero there's no such thing as a show that doesn't have music in it. That's very true. That's very true. But but there are every every fucking album is something that you can't watch. Yeah, but like, dude, what about dude? You have tons of music that you listen to right now, like it's underground hip hop, all that shit. You can never listen to it. Very true. Uh, the reality is that. I listen to music far less than I watch TV. All right, that makes sense. That so, makes that's yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you watch a lot of shit, man. I've always said that. Um, yo, and uh, yo, man, how do you feel about? Because I I already know the answer to this, but I think this is actually hilarious. Uh, how do you, are you gonna go check out Bad Boys Three with uh Will no. Smith and Walker? <laughs> no, that's the answer. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, because you hate Will Smith. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to check it out, man, because I've seen the first two. Have you seen the first two, though? Uh, yeah, I did. I did see the first two. Actually, so what, no, I saw the first. I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Second one's actually good, man. It's actually really good. Joey, uh, Joey Pants is in it, dude. He's actually really funny. You should check it out, man. It's actually, dude. I'm telling you, it's actually a pretty funny movie because of Martin Lawrence. Like, just saying. All yeah, right, but I'm telling you, uh, but I'm probably gonna check out Bad Boys Three, man, because I'm a big fan of both of them. I think they're both pretty funny, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, anything coming out in the theaters that you want to see that is out right now that you? De- oh, you saw Uncut Gems, man. You said it was mad good. Fucking amazing. Really? He, dude, he won an award for that. Yeah, he uh, should have. He should have won yeah, like dude. twelve awards. He was fucking amazing yeah. in that shit. Dude, he actually said that. Uh, he said something about like if he did get an award, he was gonna do like a really shitty movie. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what it was, but I mean, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Uncut Gems with uh, with Adam Sandler. So, um, if you guys haven't seen it, make sure that you check it out because it's getting excellent reviews. Uh, and I heard it, Adam Sandler is very different than anything you've seen him in thus far so uh and you can speak to that coolly because you said it was awesome so yes so well that pretty much does it for this episode of the red beard podcast uh we will catch you guys our next episode uh well actually we're releasing this episode on friday which is why you're listening to it right now um uh, but our next episode will be released on january 27th monday and we will be releasing every other Monday going forward after the 27th. So uh, with that being said, we'll catch you guys next uh, episode. And yeah, that's it. I guess you'll hear from us then. Yes, you will. All right. Later. Peace.